0: Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Coming up on this week's show, hands-on with the brand new Fire TV Cube. From Amazon, mm-hmm. hot off the press, newly installed to the TV right right here behind us.
1: Yeah, we had a little, little bit of a challenge, but we, we'll
0: get into all that in a minute. Very interesting device. Speaking of TV, Oculus has come out with its own TV experience that you can get through the Oculus Go. They did very weird. Yeah, you're you're not sold on this one. So we're going to be no, talking about you that. Are. <laughs> and one of the devices that. Took you a while to sell me on Andrew the AirPods, the lack of trust. <laughs> they are going to be getting an update, according to a very reliable source. Mm-hmm. So we will be getting into all that and more coming up this week on Geared Up. Let's jump into this week's news, starting, Andrew, we starting? with the Fire TV Cube it's right here, right this here, is it right here on on the the uh, the table right next to us. This is Amazon's new way of combining Alexa. And, uh oh, the Fire TV. You woke her up. I did wake her up. We'll so, see. so
1: it's interesting. So the Fire TV typically is a thin puck, if you will, that has a couple of connections on the back to plug into your television. This one is about two to three times the height of the typical Fire TV, which is why they called it the Fire TV Cube. I assume it's larger because it has built in speakers. So, that Alexa can
0: talk back to you. So, this has many of the functions of the Alexa device, but the trick here is that it also connects to your TV for some pretty advanced controls of your TV. And so, we can walk through a little demo right here. We've got it. it set up. Check this out Alexa, go home. So, Alexa now is switching from one HDMI port. To another. And the full Fire TV menu just showed up on the screen behind us. It's interesting, we didn't hear anything from Alexa in terms of confirmation that that was happening, but it still happened. And so what we've done, we've got on the dashboard behind us a variety of apps that we've already set up. And with some specific apps, including Netflix and Hulu and other popular video apps... The Fire TV Cube actually can be used with Alexa to use voice controls directly into a program. Okay. Do you want to do this with Netflix, Andrew? Go ahead. Yes.
1: So I just, I'm scared. Do I just request a show? Yes. Alexa, watch Stranger Things. Getting Stranger Things from Netflix. Okay. Okay. Let's see what happens here. So we've gone to the Stranger Things menu. Oh, it's actually starting to
0: play. Stranger Things. Exactly. So there you have an example of how it's deeply integrated into the app. Now, this is not with every streaming app, but we even tested it out and I was able to say to this uh, voice assistant here to be able to go forward 15 minutes, right. for example. This is a, a one example of how they're integrating it. The other trick that they've come up with is it uses infrared. So the main ways that a lot of your accessories, your cable box and things like your speaker bar right. communicate with your TV, it uses that to control them using okay. the Fire TV box. So if you have a cable box or uh, one of those, those speakers, you can actually use Alexa to control it. Now, it also serves as a, a regular Alexa. So, for example, Alexa, give me my flash briefing.
1: Here's your flash briefing from GeekWire. It's TLDR.
0: So that is my flash briefing. Of course, I have GeekWire TLDR queued up first. Alexa, stop flash briefing. Go home. (laughs) That's a negative part of it. Just listen to us. (laughs) So you can just do most of the things that you can do with a regular Alexa device. Um, There are, are some things that you cannot do. With this, um, for example, Bluetooth pairing with devices, things that you might be able to do with other Alexa okay. devices, but it it actually does allow you to do many of the things that you can do with a normal Alexa device. So. Basically, especially if you don't have an existing Alexa device, this is a, a good one to try it's like out. It's a combo. You get exactly. an Alexa device
1: and you get a Fire TV. Looking at the box, it says it supports Dolby Audio. It's got a quad core processor inside to make it fast. You've got 80 to 11 AC Wi-Fi, 4K Ultra HD with high dynamic range and far field voice controls. You can talk to it pretty much from anywhere in the room. Um, Even if you're far away, it
0: should be able to hear you over the TV noise. And one of the interesting things that is happening on the screen behind us is it's essentially treating the TV as Alexa would treat an Echo Show screen or mm. something else along those lines. So it basically extends that experience and you'll be able to see the same kind of content that you would, for example, while the flash briefing is playing on right. The Echo Show, but here on the TV screen, so it basically creates that kind of integrated experience. Other things that it cannot do compared to other Echo devices are Alexa calling and messaging, multi-room music, um, and as mm. I said, Bluetooth connections. Um, it says Bluetooth on the box. Interesting. So maybe that's something that could come later, right? But, it, so, but it's Bluetooth connections to mobile phones specifically that it doesn't let me ask support. You a question: yeah. You
1: said it, it's pretty much. Treating the display as it would treat the display on an Echo show, which makes sense.
0: Does this do YouTube? No, that is it does another not major limitation. Yes. So, oh, fire then, TV. Well, okay, wait a second. Wait a minute. Wait, well, that's, uh, a, that's a Alexa, nuanced answer. Zoom Alexa, set.
1: open YouTube.
0: Here's YouTube. Okay. This is opening. Wow. Wait a second, Andrew. You might be better. Oh, no, no, no. Here, here, here.
1: It says this is a bookmark that opens a direct link to a TV yes. optimized website. So, this is not the actual YouTube app. That's right. This is it opens a web browser that shows you YouTube content
0: which YouTube can't block because it's just a website. Exactly. They don't allow the app. That's right. So, that's we've, silly. We've tested this and of course this is the result of a long running dispute now between Amazon and Google. Right. We've tested this integration with Firefox and the Silk browser on the Fire TV other versions of it and it's workable. It's not yeah. as ideal as a native app, but going through the browser it's okay and it's one solution. I will tell you where the lack of YouTube support is really obvious and I think a huge uh thorn in Amazon's side is on the Echo Show. The mm-hmm. fact that you can't right. just right. watch videos there, it has completely changed the usage of that Absolutely. device in our house. For Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And for me, like I w- I have one in the kitchen, so I would pull up like recipes like to walk me through things and once that that once that uh, functionality was taken away, it w- it almost felt like I paid for one thing and got something different now. And it's not worth what I paid without that functionality.
0: Yeah, I can see where YouTube would be. Yeah, a huge detriment. The lack of that would be something that a lot of people would complain about. Now, one thing that I tried that I have not yet been able to get to work yet is integration between the Fire TV Cube and... Over the air broadcasts. Mm. So if you're a classic cord cutter, you don't have a cable box. Right. There have been reports that the Fire TV Cube supports switching to, for example, Alexa, go to channel three. I can't do
1: that on Fire TV
0: so that's what we've found so wow. far there is a wired story that's out there that says you can do it Okay, I think that might be an error we're going to follow up with Amazon to find out about that I, I'm bummed because I've got this new supercharged right uh, I saw that powered HD TV antenna that I really <laughs> wanted to try out it looked really good actually right but found a few channels exactly, when you do the scan. Nice. exactly. but you're, you're a traditional cable TV person yeah
1: so. I mean I want to watch stuff and I just want to know that it's going to look good so I mean I've always found with these antennas and maybe I just haven't gotten the strong enough ones like you've done but the quality when you switch channels varies because it's depending where the where the feed's coming from whereas if you just have cable
0: it's the same
1: and i just don't want to mess around i just want if i want to watch just just let me watch it
0: yeah i don't want to mess around with that 120 (laughs) dollars monthly bill that's what i don't want to mess around with okay i mean to me the, the amount of time that we were ending up watching stuff over cable Compared to what I'm we sure can get, um, yeah, and especially if you have a Sling TV subscription mm-hmm. or something like that. And by the way, that is one of the apps so far that does not have the native Alexa integration in the Fire TV Cube. So whereas you can go to Netflix and say, hey, take me straight to Stranger Things from right. the Fire TV home home screen, you can't do that with Sling TV. So you can't say open cnn on sling tv it'll just take you to sling tv and then you gotta navigate yourself okay so this is the fire tv cube it is a 120 dollars device from amazon that controls your tv and also serves as an alexa device yeah i was going to ask you you don't think the price is that bad
1: no i mean that's it it has uh it's 4k supports high dynamic range it doesn't it doesn't do dolby vision or dolby atmos sound so but that's for the, the highest of the high end TV setups and home theaters. So $120. I mean, you can buy two of these and still be spending less or close to less than you would on an Apple TV. So yeah. And you've got Alexa
0: built in, it's but not no, bad. but no YouTube. And yeah, that's true. No YouTube. One other caveat that we should point out. The speakers in this are very similar to the Echo Dot. So okay. if you're not connecting it to your high-end speakers out of your TV, this is not something where you're going to be listening to music yeah. if you're an aficionado, especially <laughs> on this device. And one weird thing we've been noticing here is that it goes back and forth between coming out of the f- actual Fire TV Cube speakers and the TV speakers right? somewhat randomly. I think I have an idea of what was
1: going on. It seemed to do that when you change the HDMI input. So as soon as you go to HDMI 2, it says, okay, I'm not going to send the voice to HDMI 1 anymore. I'm going to send
0: it out of the actual device itself. I think that's what it is. I would categorize this so far as a good start. Lots of potential here to use voice commands and Alexa specifically to control all, all sorts of things on your TV. Now, keep in mind, there are actual fire TVs that Amazon is coming out with. In partnership with Best Buy. And what you mean is Fire TV television sets exactly. with Fire TV built in. Exactly. And I think that will be even better. And from what I understand, they do have native over-the-air integration okay. built in. So Very nice. Yeah. Alexa, switch to HDMI 2. Okay. Bam. So now it comes out of the main Alexa yes. box. It's switching to HDMI 2, theoretically. Theoretically. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> she hasn't done it yet. Alexa, Switch to HDMI two.
1: Okay. There she goes. There it is. There, there it, it is. goes.
0: Now the geared up logo is behind us as it always should now, be. Is this what you use? Is this what you use at home? Do you use
1: Fire TV? What's your platform of choice? I Roku you, Apple TV. For real? TV, where you, you really at? want to know? I'm curious. Xbox 360. Yes. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the most reliable. They I don't tell even. <laughs> So, yes, I use Xbox 360. I know. I need to, I need to upgrade. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually thinking about getting this. The
1: apps on there so, have not been updated, I assume, in many years.
0: No, they up, they update them. They really? Up, trust me. I know. They, they go through that. Well, they just wow. did a, an Xbox Live update for Xbox 360, if I recall correctly. But the apps get updated. And I will say, though, I have a Fire TV stick. And part of the issue I've run into with that is it's a first-generation It really does not do well. It's slow. It doesn't – the network connectivity is really flawed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I'm looking at this cube and thinking this could be something. Or I'm actually thinking about one of those new TVs that Amazon has come out with that we just talked about. Because it it might be time to do an all-up upgrade. Right. I don't know. Like I think personally –
1: this is just me. If you're going to get one of those TVs – I like the TVs that have Roku built in better than the ones that have Alexa built in. Now, you're not talking to them with voice control, but Roku has more than anyone else, like the most streaming, I don't know if you want, apps, channels, whatever you want to call them. And it seems the quality of those TVs, the actual TV sets, the displays is higher, higher quality than the Amazon stuff. Like Amazon is good at making inexpensive things that work pretty well. But they're not like high end. Whereas you can pay something similar or a little more, you'll lose out on the voice control, but you'll gain. You'll like you'll have a nicer piece of hardware in your living room. That's just my my
0: own opinion. So your preference, if you had to choose between the Fire TV Cube and a Roku device, would be a Roku.
1: No, I'm talking about the actual TV sets that have oh, the, the platforms TV sets. built in. I got gotcha. you. Yes. Okay. I would choose a like a TCL. Got it. Six series. Which gives you uh, Dolby Vision and all that built into the TV set versus uh, one of the Amazon TV sets, Fire TV sets. As far as the yeah. set-top boxes go, if you just have your own TV already, you want to get a set-top box. I mean, this this is pretty compelling because of what, you know, just being able to talk out loud and control
0: your TV. That's pretty cool. Um, but that's the same as the experience on the Amazon TVs in many ways. You would probably just do it through the remote in that Yes.
1: Case. I'm talking if you just have a regular TV. Yeah. If you have an Amazon TV, I don't know. The Amazon TV to me is almost like the lowest TV I would buy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would, the lowest would be a TV that has no smart integration at all. Yeah. And then one step up from that would be the Amazon ones. Because again, I'm more into, like, I want to have Dolby Vision HDR. Like, I want to have those. I don't want to miss out on features which Amazon kind of cuts out of their products and gives you like their own stuff to make up for it, like voice control. I'd rather not use my voice and have a better TV because I can always at that point say,
0: I'm going to go get an Amazon Fire TV and then still have that functionality anyway. All right. So that is a quick look at the new Amazon Fire TV Cube. Coming up next, more TV, but this time in VR. It's the new Oculus TV coming up next on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up. It is time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. That's right. Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Go national. Go like a pro. You can find Technically Speaking, which is Andrew's show that he does for National Car Rental, at nationalcar.com at the control center there we at YouTube.com slash National Car Rent. That's right. What are some of the devices you've been talking about lately on Technically Speaking? Uh,
1: one of the devices I talked about uh, in one of the latest episodes was the Amazon Kindle. What's the newest one? Oasis? Yes. Oasis, where you can put it and just dunk it in the water. Yep. So I actually had a bucket of water showing, hey, you can go on a trip, use this on an airplane, and take a ba- drop it in the bathtub. Who cares? Nice. I mean, I would care, but Amazon... Why would you make it water-resistant like that unless it's people reading the tub? I don't know. But uh, I talked about that. But that's a show where I basically talk about the best tech uh, for traveling, whether you're on business travel or leisure travel.
0: Got it. So that is, technically speaking, on the NationalCar.com Control Center.
1: The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat of your travel experience. National Car Rental's Emerald
0: Club will keep you there. All right. So here it is, the National Car Rental Story of the Week. Reveal it. Oculus TV. So let's talk about this, Andrew, because it's a new app <laughs> yes. for the Oculus. Let's talk about the concept, first of all.
1: Tell me the concept. The
0: idea I'm is... I'm unimpressed, by the way. You're unimpressed. Okay. If you're not watching on video, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm unimpressed. Andrew has that kind of unimpressed look on his face. All right. So this is a new app. It was originally announced back at F8, the big Facebook conference yes. this year. Oculus TV, the whole idea is it's a central app on your Oculus headset, such as Oculus Go, mm-hmm. where you can go and just watch all sorts of TV. And the concept is you're sitting there with the headset on, no matter the environment around you, it creates a living room around you, a right. virtual living room, and shows you the content up there. And the display in VR is the equivalent of a 180-inch
1: display in front of you just in case anyone cared about but that
0: the display is not in and of itself 3d like other right. vr content it's if it's basically immersive and large it's interesting i have mixed feelings about this i understand why you don't like it i want you to explain why you don't like it but the thing that i've noticed is my daughter when she uses the oculus go at home her age is well, she's seven. Okay. I, I limit her usage just in case anybody's going to phone me into child <laughs> protective services on this. I, I limit her usage to, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. But the thing that I've noticed she gravitates toward is the Netflix experience okay. on the Oculus Go. She likes the idea of sitting there watching a show where it's just blocking everything else out around you. And I understand that. I don't like it, but I understand the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. What don't you like about this whole concept? That's exactly what I don't like. I mean, for me, so I'm
1: a married man, which means I have a spouse and I work. I make my videos. I work. I come here. We do podcasts. I travel around during the day. I'm working by myself. In the evening time, you come together with your spouse. how the day go, et cetera? How are you doing? Sounds good. All right. I'll be back. I'm going to be watching Netflix in here. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Like the second you put the VR headset on, the second you do, yeah, get it out. The I'm second sorry, you Andrew. do that. What'd you say? Right. What'd so now,
0: how do we continue? Like, can it, can can you? I've got the Oculus Go headset on now. Can <laughs> can you just sort of get your avatar into the Oculus rooms? Right, app exactly. And then, and then I can talk to you. Right, all right, we
1: both need to have one. Like, it's you know, it's and it's weird because I am of the age; I'm still considered a millennial. So, are I, you really? Yeah, I'm, I'm a millennial. So, I do do things like text my wife when we're in the same house.
0: How about in the same room?
1: Same room, no, but definitely in the same house. No, like, see, I do
0: that occasionally too.
1: We're also like, we'll be like watching a show, and sometimes we'll also be on our phones simultaneously. So we'll do that kind of stuff. But it feels to me like putting on a headset, yeah, is rude. Right. Like that's that's my like. I'm sure people older than me would be like, "Well, you're you have your phone out all the time. That's rude. You're not engaging with the people around you." Where to me, it's okay, but for me, making the specific choice to disengage myself from everyone around me is similar to, I was telling Claire earlier, it would be like if I had friends over for a party and was like, all right, I'm going to be up in my bedroom the rest of the night. Have have fun, guys. Like, yeah. I'm I'm leaving. Even though I'm in the same room, I'm basically leaving because my conscious, you know, VR is a very different type of thing. It really it takes your, your conscious mind and transports you. It's a whole idea. Somewhere else, which is cool. But I feel like it's only acceptable if you're... By oh, yourself. If you're a loner. A loser. Yeah, if is you're, really if what you're, you're by saying. yourself or like if my <laughs> wife is like I'm heading to the grocery store and I'll be like, Oh, let me check out Netflix on VR then rather than on T te- like if you if someone's in the room with you it just feels weird.
0: Yeah. By the way, you, you mentioned Claire. Claire is uh, the podcast producer and right. works behind the scenes here on Geared Up and our other shows um, and is on, on the air as well with us at the yes. times, too. Without Claire, we wouldn't have the show. Yeah, opening. exactly. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. I do think, though, that this is interesting when you're talking about, for example, what if you wanted to be social with Somebody who wasn't there in the room with you, yes, and you didn't have a family, and you that's were different. able to watch TV on a virtual couch right. with them, which is essentially what you can do in Oculus Rooms,
1: and that's different. So it's it's VR has yeah. to solve, the, and I don't know how to solve this. I'm just saying what the problem is. There's a problem where you're disconnecting from people around you. Yep. If no one's around you, doesn't matter. If I was on a business trip, like Netflix cheating, you know
0: about Netflix cheating. Yes, where you watch ahead in the show that you're binging with your spouse, with your spouse. when she, he or she is not around. Right.
1: So let's say I'm on a business trip. I could bring an Oculus Go with me and say, hey, like, let's watch Netflix yeah. together and we'll be on the same virtual couch. That's cool. Yeah. Like, that's one because now you're, you're not separating yourself from someone. You're coming together. But in average everyday life, as an adult, I don't know the – the appeal for me isn't there as much. It's more of still like a novelty. Like, oh, let me put this on and like play a game or try something out and then we can take turns doing this. But it's not like AR where we can, like now with AR, AR Kit iOS 12, we can see the same thing
0: on our separate devices. Like that to me is cooler. Well, if you are in the market for something like this, it comes on the Oculus Go. You can download it there. They have MLB live games, you can work with a variety of apps on this. Is it basically just a full TV? Hulu Showtime. Yeah, it's it's basically like, like all your channels. Yeah. Facebook 360 video. It's it's not live. Well, there is some live TV actually. So I'm seeing that right here. So Newsy, Netflix, Hulu Showtime. Um HBO. ES- ESPN is coming soon. Yeah. So this it's it's really an interesting lineup of content. Right. Now on some of those you'll have to subscribe separately, of like course. Netflix and that sort of thing. But the app itself is free. From Oculus, it just brings everything together. A lot of these things were already available on the Oculus Go in conjunction with other VR experiences, but brings it all together into one place. Okay, so, so give me your point of view. I give you mine. Yeah, no, I agree. You seem to like for, for the idea. We are on very much the same page. I, w- I do not like the idea of sitting in a room with other people with your headset on. Okay. I, I completely get that. But if you are going to be watching on your own and you're able to connect with other people... Uh, or just watch on your own. I think this is a cool way to do it. That said, it is disorienting to have a VR headset on, sitting in the same position for an hour and a half. So like watching a movie like this uh, starts to feel a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. So I I think VR has its place. I think you're right. I think augmented reality long-term will solve a lot of these problems. Uh, But I I think overall, it's it's a neat concept. And we're going to talk about this on next week's show. But... In general, apart from just watching video content, I am a huge fan of the Oculus Go. We've been using it in our house. It has completely changed the way that we use and interact with content because it's there. It's always on. We can get into that next
1: week. So you use it way way more than I do. Like I've used my VR headset. Since these things have come out, the mobile ones, Oculus Go, the 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 Lenovo Mirage Solo, I've probably used them in the past two months or so, maybe
0: five times. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you got to get into so the you games. So you use then. it a lot more oh, than yeah, I the do. The games alone are <laughs> off the charts. Okay. So we'll talk about that next time. So one thing I do like before we
1: end that topic, I thought Oculus TV was going to be another one of those five or $10 per month to watch live TV only inside of VR. But it sounds like it's more of a hub. There's right. no
0: exclusive cost just to use it on the Oculus. That's right. So that's good. So it, is a hub for connecting to things that already existed. It also does have some additional content, some native content that you can just get in the app itself. So some good, good stuff. All right. I'll, I'll definitely be checking fair. it out. Okay. That's fair. All right. So that is the new Oculus TV experience for Oculus Go. And that is this week's national car rental story of the week. Yes. We are going to be right back on geared up talking about another of my favorite devices the AirPods. Apple AirPods. And what's coming next, Mm -hmm. because there's some really interesting rumors. And reports, like almost confirmed reports, basically. We'll get into that coming up next on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All right, let's talk about one of my favorite devices and the future of them, Mm -hmm. Apple's AirPods. This is a device that you got me to use after many months of uh, sort of Probably twisting my over arm. A year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Many months. Uh, I've, and I have yet to lose them. Right, right. You better not. And there's a report out from Bloomberg from Mark Gurman that there's going to be a new generation of these AirPods. Yeah. Share some of those details with us. A couple of this. generations. So, yeah.
1: Mark Gurman, if you're not aware of Mark Gurman, um, he's been an Apple, What is is it a pundit? I don't even know. He's been a journalist yep. covering Apple for a long time, since he was 16 years old or so, actually, and now he's at, uh, Bloomberg. And pretty much, he has a really good track record, record. It's not 100%, but it's probably in the high 80% range, where if he says something, or reports something, or he's heard something, it's probably going to
0: happen. So... Guy's got good sources.
1: Yes. So he's uh, reporting today on a couple of AirPods upgrades, the first of which we should see is a smaller refresh later this year, likely happening around the time of the iPhone release, where we'll see... A new chip in the AirPods, so currently it's the W1 chip, so we'll probably see a W2 chip, I assume, which would just make it easier to connect to your phone and other devices. It basically aids Bluetooth and makes that connection better and stronger, along with hands-free Siri activation for the AirPods, which is cool because if you have your AirPods in and you're jogging or just walking around, rather than having to do the double tap. Have you done the double tap? I I do it all the time, and I feel like a, a real fool. Okay, well, let me. you do it all the time. What's your success rate when you do the double tap where uh, it actually listens to you? 73%. Okay. Fair enough. Like, I feel like mine is like 22%. Like, I'm just tapping away. There are many times when Siri, you tap it and nothing hello. happens. Yes. So, um, Hey Siri support just built in oh, really? as you're walking around your hands free. You just oh. Hey Siri. See,
0: I didn't know that wasn't built in already. That was Siri. (laughs) Siri. I I was doing that yesterday. I was trying to get Siri to activate just by saying, Hey, Siri on the airpods. To the airpods. No, it didn't work. That does not work. Because the airpods are not always listening
1: for that. So the newer version will do that. And again, this is a smaller, this is a refresh. So from the current airpods, we'll see a new chip. We'll see hands-free Siri integration. Um, and he does not mention this, but I would put money towards, we'll also see that new airpods case which will allow you to charge it on AirPower, which we will also see launch in September.
0: No, that's in there, too. Apple's working on a wireless charging case that's compatible with the AirPower charger. I didn't see that. The whole idea being you don't have to plug the AirPod case into a lightning cable. You just have to set it on the charging pad. Yes. Which will be coming out, which has been delayed, I guess.
1: Well, so the thing with that is people are saying, what's with this delay? Where is this product? The charging. When Apple announced it, they said it would ship in 2018. They didn't say spring or early or anything. They just said 2018. So technically, until we get to 2019, the product isn't officially delayed publicly. Got it. But people are saying behind the scenes, Apple hopes to have this out this spring and they've, they've been having some issues getting it done. Got it. So.
0: Okay, yeah. so that is the short-term refresh short-term of refresh. the AirPods, but Correct. then there's a bigger refresh. Bigger that refresh reporting. is coming.
1: So the bigger refresh, which I believe, yeah, 2019, so probably iPhone, the following iPhone next September, we're going to see higher-end AirPods, which will support things like noise cancellation and water resistance. Water resistance, not so that you can go diving with them, but things like... If you're working out and you get sweat, like apparently sweat might get into the current ones and may damage them in a way. So putting water resistance in there and also noise cancellation, which is nice because I use them a lot and I travel a lot. And when I'm on a plane, you you can definitely tell there's no noise. Can- you hear all the ambient sounds. So canceling out that ambient sounds, so you can just hear the music um, in AirPods and something that small is techn- technologically, it's a, it's a feat. So I'm definitely looking forward to that.
0: And that's presumably the kind of thing that could be shut on and off.
1: Yeah, I would assume so. so shut on of off. A softer I would white assume, noise. yeah, probably from the device itself, you'd be able to control uh, the
0: level of noise cancellation. But the other interesting thing that stood out to me is they're discussing internally the idea of putting biometric sensors into yeah. the AirPods. So, for example... You could get your heart rate from your ears. That's right. That's right. It's, it's actually something that's done today.
1: There are other earbud manufacturers that have, um, I believe like Jabra is one of them where they have built into the earbuds, um, biometric sensors. So if you're going for a jog, it can tell you here was, here's what your heart rate was while you were running. Now, if you have an Apple watch on or something else already, you're already getting that data. But you, if you don't have one, you just want to take your AirPods with you and have your phone, you know, in your pocket or, connected to your
0: arm in a strap, um, that's one way to get biometric data. So can I tell you my bigger challenge with the AirPods? Uh Uh-oh. I feel really foolish wearing them around. What?! I I I know it's a little odd. A, I know it's not a, a little odd. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I feel very self-conscious wearing my AirPods. In fact, to the point where there's just these big white thing's. Oh, and have, you know the the Uhura effect is one thing that what I that struggle mean? with. So, um so occasionally I'll put them in and okay. I'll accidentally put them in like this and, the- and not realize that they're going out almost at 90 degrees. And you know what uh, uh, Uhura you from 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 Star Trek. It's like the whole thing in her ear. You yeah. know, <laughs> it doesn't know what it looks okay. like. And I'll walk around for like an hour with <laughs> no. them like that. No. And I won't notice and I'll catch a reflection of myself. And I'll, oh my god. Do you know who does that down. all the time? Who? Rudy Giuliani. He puts he puts, he puts, puts p- him in
1: like that, sticking straight out. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. what is this guy I doing? Can, I can only aspire to be like Rudy. That's you. Uh, yeah. Wow. So at
0: any rate, that that's one thing. But apart from that, I do also feel like it's a little bit elitist. What? I mean, it's the, just the white. Earbuds have become so ubiquitous with the core Therefore, not elite. Therefore, Therefore, not not elite. elite. Like, yeah. I'm come on. I'm a man of the people, Andrew. And so I just I want to make sure it it feels like you know it it doesn't feel right. I mean, these are expensive. I feel weird walking around with them. All right, let me
1: let me let me rebut (laughs) what you just said. First of all, if something is ubiquitous, then it therefore is not elite. Okay, if well, everybody's right. driving around in a Toyota Camry, then a Toyota Camry is not an elite car.
0: How'd you know I drove a
1: Camry? I didn't know that. Is that, is that correct? <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Okay. Well, there, there you go. If everyone's driving the same car, then that car therefore is not elitist because the majority of people are driving it. That's what I'm
0: saying. So elitist. We agree. Elitist just... means it's very few people, right? Like, which is I, that's what I'm saying. The air, the regular earbuds i don't feel are elite okay anymore i feel like the airpods airpods are, are everywhere i do see more and they're more of them all over them so what i tried to do was i got some of those special covers for them oh like god. the black ones that made just, them all black just and so, it so you wouldn't even feel- more ridiculous it made it stood out even more because they like god does that guy have the knockoff <laughs> airpods or is he trying not to be elitist yes exactly that's what it do you want to like.
1: be elitist or do you want to come across as the opposite where you he can't afford the real ones you yeah. have to get those knockoff ones
0: yeah exactly so Listen, anyway, that's my that's I've, my own personal burden. So it's not about the look,
1: it's about the well, it's what both. other it's people both. it's both. I think the look the look thing, the look argument I think is odd because if you think about it, it's just that it doesn't have a wire. Like if we started back in the day with wireless and everybody had that and then one day Apple was like, hey, we have these, but they have a wire that connects to your phone. Everyone would be saying that's weird. Why is there wires hanging true, down in your head? True. Of
0: course, the march you know of technology I mean? goes in the opposite direction. But, but still, I, yeah, I, I hear you. No, I will say I I lost them for about a day mm-hmm. a week ago. How, define I, loss. I, I accidentally Misplaced. they slipped into the, the the space in between the seats in my okay, car, and I hadn't, didn't find them until later. I was lost without these things. And the whole notion of having a, a tether between my phone and my ears again, because I went back to my mm-hmm. regular earbuds. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I could weird, not go it? back. I could not go back. This is just – it's such a liberating experience to, to have wired, wireless headphones. I agree. I
1: actually lost my AirPods for the past, like, four days. I just found them this morning. And
0: were you – was it like, Same Whoa. thing. Yeah,
1: same thing. I'm, like, walking around, like – well, the, the problem is.
0: Andrew, you were the one who said I would never lose these. Right, things. and <laughs> I didn't.
1: I didn't. They were misplaced. But that's the thing. I was thinking about, first of all, I was thinking, wait till I tell Todd this. He's going to tell me that I said I was an adult and I don't lose my stuff. He's going to throw that back at me. But it's just the kind of thing where I knew it wasn't lost. So it was a thing where, okay, I, I like them. I need them. I don't want to buy them again because I know they're here. The second I buy them again, oh, there's the other one. Um, So I'll just wait till they come up. And you know where I found them? I always put them in the same place. They're always in my left pocket. And then at nighttime, I put them on my nightstand. I didn't do that one day. And I put them in the back pocket of some pants. Did you wash them? No, but I was like, I was only checking the front pockets because I never put them anywhere else. And then, oh, back pocket.
0: Well, the problem with these is it's not one thing to lose. It's three things to lose. That's true. And if you lose any one of the three, either two of the the AirPods Mm -hmm. or the case, you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a separate three piece. Well, you could listen with one. Ear, Apple I guess. does,
1: uh, take care of you if you lose one of the three pieces. They will let you replace just that one. For free? Uh, they have been doing it for free, which is weird. Um, but maybe now they have some, some sort of nominal fee, but they were giving people, oh, you lost one AirPod? Okay, here's your.
0: Okay. That's good to know. All right. So that is a quick look ahead at the future of the AirPods, including the fact that, Andrew, in the future, you may not be having to plug them in on your nightstand. You might just set the case down. Just drop them on AirPower. All right. And that is Geared Up for this week. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be talking about our favorite gadgets of the year so far. Yeah. Sharing some of our favorite devices, the ones that we can't stop using even after the cameras and the mics That's right. On. That's right. All right. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Thanks for listening to Geared Up. If you're not already, you should subscribe to Andrew's YouTube channel to see our live behind-the-scenes videos. You can do that at YouTube.com slash Live. And, of course, you can
1: subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app. Just search for Geared Up. That's two words, not
0: one, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you like what we do, consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really helps people find the show. Geared Up is a GeekWire podcast. You can see more from us at geekwire.com. And Claire McGrain produces the show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Talk to you next time on Geared Up.